Welcome to Your Health To Go, brought to you by Demystifying Your Health, providing the clarity that you need. I'm Ashley Wood, registered nurse and author, your host. In each episode, we take a health topic that's important to you and break it down into easy to understand information. We also discuss the most common treatments and preventative techniques. Thank you for joining me today. Let's get started. Today's topic is uterine fibroids. Most women have some form of cramping, back pain, and bleeding with their menstrual cycle. What does it mean if you have heavy bleeding, your period lasts longer than a week, and pelvic pain that doesn't go away? Is it something serious? How can it be treated? Is there a way to prevent it? Uterine fibroids are growths of the uterus that occur during childbearing years. They are typically non-cancerous and don't increase your risk of developing uterine cancer. It's thought that they develop from stem cells in the smooth muscular tissue of your uterus. A single cell divides repeatedly, resulting in a firm, rubbery mass that is distinguishable from the surrounding tissue. They can grow slowly, rapidly, or not at all. Some will go through growth spurts, and others shrink by themselves. They can appear during pregnancy and usually disappear or shrink in size as the uterus returns to its normal size after. Fibroids are classified by their location. Intramural grow inside the muscular uterine wall. Submucosal grow on the inner lining of the uterine cavity. And subserosal grow on the outside of the uterus. Most don't interfere with getting pregnant, but submucosal can cause infertility and pregnancy loss due to their location. All fibroids put you at increased risk for complications during pregnancy, like placental abruption, restricting fetal growth, and preterm delivery. The exact cause of uterine fibroids aren't known, but several things are thought to contribute. When biopsied, fibroid cells have changes in their genes that normal uterine muscle cells don't, so genetic changes are thought to play a role. Fibroids contain more estrogen and progesterone receptors than normal uterine muscle cells which means that the hormones appear to encourage the growth of the fibroids. This is thought to play a key role because fibroids often shrink or disappear after menopause, which is when production of estrogen and progesterone decrease. Another factor is extracellular matrix, or ECM, which is responsible for making any of your cells stick together. In fibroids, the amount of ECM is increased, making them fibrous. ECM also stores growth factors and can cause biological changes in the cells themselves. Certain factors could increase your risk of developing fibroids. One is if you're a black woman. If you are, you're not only at a higher risk of developing fibroids, but also more likely to have them at a younger age, have larger fibroids, and more severe symptoms. You could also be at increased risk if your mother or sisters have fibroids. Some other factors thought to raise the risk of getting fibroids are obesity, starting your period at an early age, vitamin D deficiency, drinking alcohol, and having a diet high in red meat and low in green vegetables, fruit, and dairy. Many women develop them, but since most fibroids don't cause any symptoms, they don't know that they have them unless they are discovered accidentally during a pelvic exam or ultrasound for something else. If you do have symptoms, they usually depend on the size, location, and number of fibroids. These symptoms could include heavy menstrual bleeding, periods that last longer than a week, pelvic pain or pressure, frequent urination, 
difficulty emptying your bladder, constipation, backache, and or leg pain. If you have pelvic pain that doesn't go away, heavy prolonged or painful periods, spotting between periods, difficulty emptying your bladder, or any symptoms of anemia, which would be extreme fatigue, weakness, pale skin, chest pain, fast heartbeat, shortness of breath, headache, dizziness, lightheadedness, or cold hands, then you should see your doctor. If a fibroid outgrows its blood supply and begins to die, it can cause an onset of sharp, sudden pain in your lower abdomen. If you experience this and or have severe vaginal bleeding, you should go to the nearest emergency room. There are many treatment options for uterine fibroids. Since fibroids aren't cancerous, rarely interfere with pregnancy, and many women who have them don't have any symptoms or only mild symptoms, typically the initial recommendation will be to wait and keep an eye on it. If you do require treatment, there are different medications that can be used. Some of them use hormones to regulate your menstrual cycle, which will hopefully help to reduce any heavy bleeding and pelvic pressure. These medications don't get rid of the fibroids, but might shrink them. Gonadotropin-releasing hormone, GnRH agonists, block the production of estrogen and progesterone, which puts you in a temporary menopause-like state. This stops your menstruation and the fibroids shrink since they need these hormones to grow. Since these medications mimic menopause, you can only use them for a few months. Otherwise, you can have long-term complications. Typically, doctors will prescribe these prior to having surgery to remove the fibroids to help shrink them or to help you with the transition to menopause. A progesterone-releasing interuterine device, or IUD, is a great option to reduce heavy bleeding and prevent pregnancy. However, it'll only provide symptom relief, not make the fibroids shrink. Other oral medications that aren't hormones can be taken to help reduce the amount of heavy bleeding and over-the-counter pain relievers, like ibuprofen, can help alleviate pain. There are several different procedures and surgeries that you could have to remove fibroids. A non-invasive procedure is an MRI-guided focused ultrasound surgery, or FUS, which uses sound waves to heat and destroy small areas of fibroid tissue. This allows your uterus to be saved. Some minimally invasive procedures get rid of fibroids without having to do surgery. Uterine artery embolization is when small embolic or clotting agents are injected into the arteries that supply blood to the uterus. This cuts off blood flow to the fibroids, resulting in them shrinking and dying. Myolysis is a procedure that uses radiofrequency energy via an electrical current or laser to destroy the fibroids and shrink the blood vessels that supply them. Sometimes your doctor will freeze the tissue instead, and this is called cryomyolysis. A myomamectomy involves removing the fibroids, but leaving the uterus in place. This can be done laparoscopically or surgically. If you're having the procedure done laparoscopically and your fibroids are large, your surgeon may need to break them up into smaller pieces so they'll fit through the incision site. This process is known as morcellation. It's important to note that if you're a woman close to menopause, most doctors won't recommend this due to the increased risk of blood clot formation. If your fibroids are inside your uterus, your doctor will probably do a hysteropic myomamectomy using instruments inserted through your vagina to remove them. Another procedure is endometrial ablation, which uses an instrument inserted into your uterus to destroy the lining using heat, microwave energy, hot water, or electrical current. 
This process typically ends menstruation, so if you're still planning on having children, this isn't the procedure for you. If you're done having children, another option is a hysterectomy. With any of the procedures besides a hysterectomy, tiny fibroids that your doctor might not be able to detect during surgery could grow and cause symptoms in the future. Unfortunately, there isn't a definite way to prevent uterine fibroids from occurring. You can make lifestyle choices that can potentially be helpful, such as eating a healthy diet and exercising regularly to maintain a normal weight. It's also important not to consume excessive amounts of alcohol. If you take hormonal contraceptives, you might have the side benefit of not developing fibroids because they are thought to play a role in preventing them. For most women, their fibroids don't cause them any issues. If you're one of the women who do have problems with them, the good news is there are plenty of treatment options. If you have any questions or concerns about uterine fibroids, please speak with your doctor. If you would like more information, please visit the Office of Women's Health's Uterine Fibroid page. Thank you for spending some time with me today. If you found the material to be valuable and helpful, please tell your friends about us. We're on social media, so like and follow us there to stay up to date on our latest information. You can also sign up for our weekly newsletter on our website. Stay healthy, and please join us next time on Your Health To Go. Now, time for the legal statement. Please keep in mind that the content we provide is not intended to be a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified competent health provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition. Never disregard professional medical advice or delay in seeking it because of something you have heard on Your Health To Go or seen on the Demystifying Your Health site. Demystifying Your Health does not recommend or endorse any specific tests, physicians, products, procedures, opinions, or other information that may be mentioned. Reliance on any information provided by Demystifying Your Health, its employees, others appearing at the invitation of Demystifying Your Health, or other visitors to the site is solely at your own risk. If you think you may have a medical emergency, call your doctor or 911 immediately.